Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Hey folks, this is Pastor Larry. It is Thursday, June the 30th. July is almost here and uh, spring or summer is here. And I hope that you're going to have and are planning for a great July 4th weekend. Maybe it's going to be a gathered around um, grilling outside, getting friends and family together, or maybe you're just going to enjoy having the day off. Well, congratulations. Good for you. And I'm thankful that we live in a free country. Thank the Lord for our independence and for our military and those who have sacrificed and still sacrifice to pay for our freedom. Thanks for joining me today on Facebook Live, or maybe you're listening in on the podcast with podcast with pastorlarry.com. If you're listening in on the podcast, this is episode eight. If you're on Facebook, this is part eight. Today, we're going to study and continue our study on living the Christ life. The subject, though, that we're going to deal with or tackle now is overcoming your sins. Since you have been saved, have you ever sinned? Sure, we all have. Well, how come it didn't go away? How come we still have sin in our life? Why do we continue to do it? How do I overcome it? What do I do? Because as a Christian, we should all desire not to do the things that displease the Lord and to do the things that we have asked Christ to forgive us for, which he does. He forgives us of all our sins. Uh, When we asked him, when we asked and put our faith in Jesus, when we trusted in his work on the cross, he forgave us of all of our sins. When we put our total faith in what he has accomplished, what he has done, but sometimes living the Christian life, we struggle with maybe certain sins. And when it comes to overcoming sins, sometimes Christians may come away with the wrong thought or process when it comes to this, as if there's some magical solution. Well, I want to dive into this, and I want to discuss and let you know that when someone trusts Christ as their Savior, many times, they will mistakenly believe that their problem with sin is now over. They will never, ever have a problem again. And salvation is wonderful, isn't it? It is life changing. And I remember when I trusted Christ as my Savior, I couldn't imagine ever sinning again. But do you know what? That's exactly what I did. And it may not have been even 24 hours after 
I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes after salvation, reality hits, doesn't it? And you find yourself struggling with sin, even as a newborn Christian or someone who's been saved 40, 50, 60 years. Maybe it's even the same sin that you habitually are committing, and it's the same sin that you committed before you were saved. We're going to look at some scripture, and if you're on the podcast, you're going to listen to some scripture that's going to come from the book of Romans. Paul talks about this issue, sin, his desire not to sin, his desire to do right, yet he found himself doing wrong, and the things that he wanted to do, he didn't do, and the things that he didn't want to do. Those were the very things that he found himself doing. And so we're going to look at some of the same struggles that the Apostle Paul had. And I'm thankful that the Word of God helps us to look into this matter of sin and the struggle with sin, and that we're not left alone or without help. So let's look at Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 21. Thanks for joining me today. Let's look into God's Word when it comes to this, and let's hear from the Apostle Paul. Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 15, For what I am doing, I do not understand. For I do not practice what I will do, or will to do, what I want to do. But I do the very thing I hate. I want to do it, then I end up not doing it. But if I practice, he says, what I do not will to do, I agree that the law is good. So now it is no longer that I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, okay, in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For the will to do what is right is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. Paul's saying the very thing that I want to do, and if it's good, I don't find in me, like in my own ability, in my own strength. I don't want to do wrong, but I end up doing wrong. Verse 19 of Romans 7, for the good I desire to do, I do not do, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Can you identify with this struggle? We all can, and I'm so thankful that Paul was so open, and transparent about his own life. The thing I want to do, I don't do. The thing I don't want to do, that's the very thing I end up doing. For now I do what I do not want. It is no longer I who does it, but sin that lives in me. I find in a law that when I desire to do good, evil is present with me. I bet you can associate with this. I most certainly can. I think we all can, actually. When you have habitually struggled with a particular sin for years, no matter what it is, it's a difficult, it's difficult to think of not being associated with that sin. It could be a myriad of areas in your life. It could be anything. And sometimes when it is so habitual in your life, 
you can't even imagine not doing it anymore. And as a Christian, you truly desire victory. I do. I think this would be the heart of every true born-again believer. We truly desire victory, but many times it is quite confusing on how to gain that victory. That is the point of this lesson, because we don't want to be confused. We want to hear from the truth of God's Word. So let's study it together, and let's see how we can overcome our sins. Now, I want to state right up front, we got to first examine some misconceptions about overcoming your sins. I want it to be clear, and I want you to make sure that you have a full understanding of what doesn't work. Now, a few of these, or one of these, we kind of dealt with early in this study on living the Christ life, but we're going to look at uh, three misconceptions when it comes to overcoming your sins. These are not the route of overcoming your sins, but we allow these things to sometimes creep into our lives, maybe by wrong teaching, maybe even by wrong association of what we think God expects or actually works. So the first misconception, number one, is you need to focus more on God's law concerning your sin. That's a misconception. Focusing on God's law more to help you overcome sin? No, that's a wrong assumption, and it doesn't work. See, the law is God's standard, so it does have a purpose. His law is holy, and it is just, but it can't help you overcome your sin. Let's look at God's Word. And let's listen to what God's Word says again from Paul's writing in Romans chapter 7, verses 4 through 6. So, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ so that you may be married to another. So, from the law to grace, right? So, we died with Christ through the law. Christ did this and brought in something new. Paul says that we may be married to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, so that we may bear the fruit of God. That is what's important. We are to bear the fruit for God. The law doesn't help you do that. Romans 7 verse 5, when we were in the flesh, the passions of sins through the law worked in our members to bear fruit leading to death. What does the law do? Exposes your sin. It points out our guilt. It only points out what we do wrong. It is holy. So we see how we don't measure up to God's holiness and his standard. So it does have a purpose, and that purpose is good. But then Romans 7, verse 6. But now we are delivered from the law. Did you hear that? But now we are delivered from the law, having died to the things in which we were bound, so that we might serve in the newness of the Spirit, and not in the oldness of the letter of the law. My friend, according to the Bible, we no longer have a relationship with the law, but we have something 
better, greater. We have a new relationship. It is with Jesus. Look, the law is dead. It can point out your sin like a mirror. So it reveals something. That is its purpose. That it's in, That is its intent. But it cannot. It cannot impart life and power to help you overcome it. I want to be clear here. The law is good for its intended purpose. Not that you would live by it because you cannot. You cannot fulfill it. But Christ did. So Christ did what we couldn't so that we can live our life through and in Christ. I was taught, and maybe you've heard this phrase, the Bible will keep you from sin and sin will keep you from the Bible. I would memorize verses and when tempted, I would quote them. But it didn't work over the long haul. It actually didn't fix or solve or help me overcome the sin. Yes, I memorized God's word. And yes, that is good. But why didn't it help fix the problem permanently? Just quoting the scripture. Well, the Bible is a weapon against darkness. But just quoting some verses doesn't make Satan scream and run away. See, Satan quoted the Bible to Jesus. Do you remember that? When Jesus was fasting, Satan appeared to him to tempt him. And the Bible says and reveals and records that Satan started quoting scriptures. Yes, started quoting scriptures to the author of the Bible. That's interesting. But what does it say? It lets us know that Satan knows the Bible. That's what it reveals. He's not afraid of the Bible, folks. Satan is not afraid of the Bible. Even a lost person can know and memorize the Bible. But that doesn't help them live for God. That doesn't help them bear good fruit. And it surely doesn't stop them from sinning. So there is a misconception about the law that it can help you overcome your sin. If you just focus more on the law, right? Just the Ten Commandments, if you just want to summarize it up in those. If you just do that, yes, it will reveal a lot about you and I, and that is its purpose, but it doesn't help you overcome the sin. I want to give you a thought about this. And the Bible is a weapon only as it is truth and it is appropriated by faith in Christ. So the Bible is a weapon only as it's truth. The truth of God's word is appropriated by faith in Christ. And scripture may load the gun, if you will, but only faith in Christ and love for Christ can pull the trigger. Say, what do you mean? Well, the only thing that's going to help you overcome sin is your love for God and your love for Christ, His Word, that's going to actually help you desire not to sin. If your love for sin is more than your love for God, you're going to sin. Yes, even if it's just for that moment. Your love, your faith in Christ 
If it is diminished, if it is not preeminent, if it isn't priority, you're going to sin. And that is why you can't overcome your sins by the law. So again, yeah, the Bible is a weapon, but but it's only a weapon as its truth, the truth of God's Word, is appropriated by faith in Christ. So misconception number one, just focusing on the law isn't going to help you overcome sin. Here's misconception number two about overcoming your sins. You just need to have more determination and self-discipline. You just need to buckle down. You just need to put more effort into it. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You need to get serious. Well, those are good thoughts, but they actually don't work. Trying harder isn't going to cut it. We've all done that. We've all just gotten really serious at times and then realize, okay, we're right back where we started from. It didn't work for Paul, and it's not going to work for you and I. See, even if you know you and I could somehow quit a particular sin, it's just going to lead to another sin. Listen to Romans 7, 18 and 19. For I know that in me, Paul said, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. For the will to do what is right is present with me. Oh, I want to do what's right. But how to perform what is good, I don't find. So in me, myself, I'm, I can't do it. It's impossible for me to do it on my own. For the good I desire to do, Paul said, I do not do. But the evil I don't want or do not want is what I do. Paul again is saying once again and repeatedly, the thing I want to do, I don't end up doing. And the thing that I do not want to do, that's the very thing I end up doing. So remember, even if you could quit a particular sin, and maybe you have over time, and maybe you have before, through your own fleshly power, it's just going to lead to another problem. It's going to lead to another sin. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's even self-righteousness. Look how good I've done. Look how I've overcome. Look how well I am accomplished now. You know, it's kind of like a man who, a husband who is has anger problems with his wife, okay? And he's kind of abusive, whether emotionally, verbally, or even physically. And he suppresses this through his own power, right? He, he starts to have a good path. He starts to just suppress it, just refuses and fights to do that. You know, he's going to find another outlet. They're going to find another outlet, maybe some other way. Could be depression, could be bitterness, could be self-centeredness, pride. This is what we do. We kind of replace things, right? 
And so it's important for us to remember that unless we overcome our sins through Christ and Christ alone, that means we are doing it by our own effort. It doesn't last. The law doesn't help us. And our self-discipline and our own, you know, determination only leads to another problem. Did you overcome? Think about this. Did you overcome the penalty of your sin through your own willpower and self-effort? No. That's not how that's not how I got saved. That's not how I came to know Christ. I didn't do it by my own effort. I didn't do it by my own willpower. I was delivered. You were delivered through believing, trusting, and looking to Jesus in faith. That's how you did it. And this is the key to overcoming your sins by faith. Faith in one who can overcome it. That's Jesus Christ. So through my determination and self-effort, we're not going to overcome the power of sin after our salvation just by our own willpower. It's just not going to fix the problem. So the misconceptions about overcoming your sins, focusing on the law, will not help you overcome your sins. Misconception number two is you just having more determination and self-discipline. That doesn't work. But let me give you a third misconception for today. You just need to really focus your mind on overcoming sin. Get your mind right and everything else will follow. Maybe you've heard that, but there's a problem with that. You just need to really think about it and really focus your mind on that sin. But the problem is God never intended for you and I to dwell on the sins of our flesh even in an attempt to overcome them. Say, how do you know that? Listen to Romans 8, verses 5 and 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds to the things of the Spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Did you hear that? The verse we just read says, if we live and focus on our flesh, if we only mind the things of our flesh, focus on that sin, do not do not sin, do not do that sin. Let's just say smoking. If that's your sin or habit that you know is not good for you. And all you do is focus on that. You just focus on it, focus on it, don't do it, don't do it. You know what you're going to crave? Do you know what you're going to want to do? That. Maybe it's lying. Don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie, don't lie. Number one, who has time to go around just thinking like that and doing that? Paul said the way to overcome a sin is to focus on the Spirit of Christ in you 
and allowing Christ, right, the mind of Christ through the Spirit of Christ to help you and I. Because to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So what are we learning here? What is the point of all of this? The point is this. What we constantly think about, what we constantly dwell on, what we constantly meditate on, is just going to end up manifesting itself in our actions. So I want to remind you, when you decide to overcome your sins by concentrating on it, I just really need to bear down and really give a lot of thought to this, you're actually guaranteeing your own failure. The more you think about it, the more you're going to want to do it. That is why it's good for us to preoccupy and fill our minds with the things of Christ. Right? Not letting our minds, our hearts be idle. Focusing and saturating ourselves with the Word of God. So, in review, the law of God, focusing more on the law, the Ten Commandments or the over 600 commandments, are not going to help you overcome the sin in your life. Just by being really determined, I'm going to give it a really go this time, and self-effort isn't going to help you overcome. Because we know that in our flesh dwells no good thing. So now, again, I'm relying on me to do it instead of Christ. And then, of course, the third thought is that just focusing our minds, just really concentrating our minds, giving our minds to that, and thinking about it, and dwelling on it. It would be better for us to dwell on the things of Christ and in His sufficiency, His strength, His Word, and constant prayer, communication with God. That is what's going to help us overcome our sins. When we talk about living the Christ life, and when we talk about overcoming our sins, next time we're going to talk about our identity and why understanding your true identity as a believer is so helpful in overcoming your sins. That's right, who you are in Christ and the resources and the divine enablement that Christ has available to you and I every moment of our life to help us live a victorious Christian life. And so we're going to look at that for the next time. I hope that you'll invite someone to join you. Maybe you'll share this link. I hope you will. Share this link or even share the podcast that someone else may listen in, that they may find victory through Jesus Christ. As always, thanks for joining me today. You are loved and you are prayed for. God bless you. Take care. Thanks for joining us today for podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia. 
or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to podcast with Pastor Larry.